Rocky Talk, the Tennessee podcast presented by seccountry.com. My name's Josh Ward. I'm excited to be with you here today. Just a couple of days to go here on the show through SEC Country. Thanks again to everybody for the messages, for the well wishes on the podcast, and also questions about the possibility of it continuing on past this week. I'm hoping to maybe have something to to tell you moving forward on tomorrow's show, but we have a couple days to go here on the podcast today and tomorrow talking about what's going on with Tennessee, and today's going to be a busy show. Tennessee with some big recruiting news on Wednesday. I'll get to that coming up in just a moment. Also, last night was the tribute at Thompson Bowling Arena to John Ward, and for most days over the past week, I've tried to do something on the show with interviews and stories and play calls from John Ward, of course, behind the microphone. So on today's show, hear from Mike Keith as well as Charles Davis. A couple of stories and notes that they had to offer as they spoke. I thought the entire thing was well done. I would commend the Vol Network, VFL Films, everybody behind the scenes, everybody who spoke at the ceremony as well. It was just incredibly well done. It It was done the right way. So I would say go back and watch if you haven't had a chance to see it or if you just want to relive a couple of the stories, we'll do that here on the show. But it was really well done. And Tennessee, behind the scenes, people that maybe you don't hear their names all that often, they have so many talented people over there and and people that do a really good job at the Vol Network and uh, Barry Rice and Link Hudson. You've probably heard their names over the last week. They have done a tremendous job at Tennessee for a long time. And uh, Steve Early, there's actually a story about him that was told by Mike Keith that I'm going to play for you. Glenn Thaxton, Ben Bates spoke at the ceremony, did a really good job. So uh, I'm not going to mention everybody, of course, and I'll leave names out, but uh, just know there are a lot of really good and really talented people, and that's why it's no surprise that the ceremony, the tribute, was so well done on Wednesday there at Thompson Bowling Arena. So I'm going to get to that on today's show as well. It is Rocky Talk, the Tennessee podcast presented by seccountry.com, and the news from Wednesday is that Tennessee picked up a commitment from quarterback Brian Maurer. who goes to Westport High School in Ocala, Florida, Coming up in just a moment, his high school coach, Matt Franklin, is going to join the show. And, and Coach Franklin's going to tell you about Brian Maurer, his development at the position, what he can do both as a passer and a runner. So I'm going to talk about that coming up in just a moment. Tennessee now has 12 commitments in the 2019 class, and it has been a big question. What's Tennessee going to do at quarterback? Tennessee recently has been pushing with Talia Tagovailoa to – continue the recruitment there. He's committed to Alabama, and that's going to continue to be the case. But I do think Tennessee's going to continue to recruit him. But Brian Maurer is Tennessee's quarterback commitment right now, the only player at that position in the class, and a guy that really blossomed and I think raised his profile at the Elite 11 camp in California. Ohio State had offered. West Virginia had very much been in the mix there. There were a number of Power 5 schools that were – in the mix with Brian Maurer, including Tennessee. Tennessee had offered recently and made sure he knew they really needed help at that position, that they were making him a priority in the 2019 class. And there can kind of be a domino effect with quarterbacks. A&M picked one up recently. Ohio State picked up a quarterback on Tuesday. Tennessee lands Brian Maurer on Wednesday. But I think good news for Tennessee, a guy that Fits the profile. He has the height. He's continued to get bigger and, and will need to in college, but that's okay. That's what you expect out of high school quarterbacks. A guy that's been measured in at six two and a half, 180 pounds, but I think might be growing and might be bigger than that. And 
and probably has a really good chance to be by the time he arrives on campus in Knoxville. So Brian Maurer from Westport High School in Ocala, Florida. He is Tennessee's 12th commitment and first quarterback in the 2019 class. So I want to welcome to the show Coach Matt Franklin. He is the head coach there at Westport High School. Really appreciate the time. And the first thing I'll ask is, what stands out to you about Brian and the way that he's developed at quarterback over the last few years? He he's always came in, you know, came in well trained. He's been working to be a quarterback since uh he was in elementary school, middle school. He's been going to training academies, you know, different camps and whatnot, but over the last couple of years specific, specifically in the last probably eighteen months, uh he has really developed and started to grow into his frame. You know, he came in as a very tall, skinny, lanky kid, but he's he's really grown into that and he's still not where he needs to be quite yet. Uh, but he's a kid that's put on, you know, twenty five, thirty pounds since January of his sophomore year. Um so that's really helped him out a lot. Uh he's gotten a lot physically stronger, which has helped him um with, you know, be able to throw the ball uh, more powerful, and it's really helped with the speed as well. Uh, so that's one of the main things. He's really, he's really started to grow into his body and fill out in his frame. How does that help his game? That he has the arm, he has the the size. It sounds like that he's developing into, but also the athleticism, the mobility to to do different things as a quarterback. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, he is a he's a very rare type of kid. You know, he's labeled as a pocket passer. Um, I've, I question that, you know, I, I you, you see here pocket passer, you think statue. And this is a kid that when he was at the opening, when he was at, uh, you know, the, the elite 11 camp, he ran a four, six, uh, four, six, three. And that was about three weeks after fracturing his foot. Uh, when we went to Florida for uh seven on seven camp, he, he had went there the day prior to that and was hand timed in the four fives. So he, he's really a, a much, you know, better athlete than people give him credit for um he and, and adding that strength you know he, he's got some explosive quick twitch to him um i tell people that if you know if he wasn't a division one quarterback that he could play division one wide receiver i mean i've watched him i've watched him in the gym multiple times just go up and you know throw a dunk down like it's nothing um kid's very athletic and you know being able to develop into his body and grow into his body um and you can tell just by looking at him you know being around him every day how much he's grown um I'm really excited to what he can do his senior year because uh, even since you know his junior his junior year he's put on an extra 15. So I'm really excited to see what he can do because I think uh, with with the set, with him growing into it, feeling more comfortable, uh, you know, fine tuning his mechanics, uh, obviously strengthening up. I think he's in for a big season. Talking to Westport coach Matt Franklin about quarterback Brian Mauer. How does the how does the different things that Brian's able to do? How does that help you as a coach in terms of what you can call what you can do with an offense based on Brian's ability? Well, not only his ability, but he's, but he's a fairly intelligent kid. Uh, like I said at the start of the interview, this is a kid who's trained to be a quarterback since he was growing up. Um, so he, he has a good ability to you know read defenses, pre-snap, post-snap, um, and he started. We really saw it last year. You know, as, as the season went on, see the defense and take the quick stuff. And he's got such a high level of you know physical talent that he, you know he is able to to see those things and make defenses pay. You know, and a lot of times in high school, you see you know 
teams teams you know play really far off because they think you know a cornerback's going to be able to jump under a, a route because the ball's going to float in the air for a while. Brian puts it on a rope and you know it makes teams pay for it. Uh, as far as the play calling, you know, for us, I mean, obviously having someone as athletic as he is, as um, as well as you know, as his arm strength and his ability to throw a ball certainly helps. You know, last year, you know, he had three receivers that had over 50 catches on the season. Um, so he, he does a great job of spreading it out and making sure his guys, you know, putting the ball where it needs to be, uh, not just focusing in on one target. Um, play calling wise, I mean, kid, kid belts us out of a lot of stuff. You watch him on film, you know, he, he has an uncanny ability to make plays happen with his feet, escaping, you know, the pocket when it's when, when he's in trouble, not only getting out and hurting you with his feet running downfield, but escaping, buying more time and finding an open receiver. Uh, it's one of the things that you know a lot of recruiters have said they like the most most about him is I mean he's kind of got that magician aspect to him where he, you know you think you've got him wrapped up, you think you got him done, and kid bounces out and makes makes you pay. Yeah, and then the last thing you mentioned him being described as a pocket passer that can give the idea with any quarterback that he's a bit of a statue do you think we need to be careful with either the the pocket passer label or or the dual threat label because isn't that often a, a way to pigeonhole a quarterback when really offenses love guys that can do uh both things run use their feet and make plays of course with their arm absolutely um you know one of the schools that it's not being reported you know that came out after him late was you know penn state and they came in and saw him a couple times in the spring, and they're actually about to pull the trigger on him. Uh, and that's one of the things they said, well, we look for more of a dual threat guy. Well, then when they actually saw him and saw the things that he could do athletically, you know, that changed really quick. Um, this is a kid that, you know, can do different things in each kind of system. You can put that kid in a pro-style system because he's six foot four. He's going to be, by the time he, you know, is on the field at Neyland, 210, 215 pounds and still be able to run. Or you can be in a system where he is a, a, a running threat, um, and, and that's one thing that you know. Back to your previous question about being play calling. I mean, it's it, it's a good, it's all around talented kid, and like you said, a lot of a lot of these uh, guys they they get pigeonholed, and people think you know a dual threat guy they automatically think you know he he can't throw the ball or vice versa. He's going to be a, you know a sitting duck in the pocket and. You know, you're seeing more and more of these kids now that that label is really gone because these kids are becoming better athletes, but they're also training earlier for the quarterback position. And a lot of these quote-unquote you know, pocket passer or door threat guys are really total package players who can fit in multiple systems. Coach Matt Franklin at Westport High School in Ocala coaching quarterback Brian Maurer, who is now committed to Tennessee. Coach, really good information. Thanks so much for taking some time to tell us more about Tennessee's new quarterback commit. Absolutely. So high praise there for Tennessee's new quarterback commit, Brian Maurer, from his head coach. And good information on Maurer's ability both as a runner and a passer that he can be used in multiple ways and that that ability provided interest in Penn State's coaches looking at him as well. So Tennessee lands Brian Maurer, and I think the Vols coaches are really happy to have him in the 2019 class. You're listening to Rocky Talk, the Tennessee podcast presented by seccountry.com. I want to shift the attention to John Ward. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I thought the tribute was very well done. So I wanted to bring you just a couple of pieces from that. And we'll start with Mike Keith, the now voice of the Tennessee Titans, does a tremendous job. He's one of the best in the NFL, and he learned so much 
from John Ward, including how to be a professional, how to prepare, how to do everything to get ready for a broadcast, and that be a professional. We, I think mentioned on this show in the last week, the word professional has been used often to describe John Ward because he would teach others and encourage others to be a professional as well. So listen to this story Mike Keith tells. He doesn't say the last name, but I'll tell you, he's talking about Steve Early, who does a great job with the Vol Network. And he's he goes back to play number one, which we've played a couple times this last week as well, against Alabama, 1995, Joey Kent from Peyton Manning, uh, touchdown, and they go on to beat Alabama. But Steve's very excited in the booth. Listen to this story and how it develops. Mike Keith talking about John Ward. Steve got a little excited. We thought he was going to jump out of the booth at Legion Field. After all, it had been 10 years since Tennessee had beaten Alabama, and the Vols opened the game with an 80-yard touchdown pass. As Ward took the headset off, he turned and he said, Steve, 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 Steve. He was talking to Steve. Be professional. Be professional. Act like a pro. He got all our attention because he reminded us we had a job to do. That was the number one thing. Was everybody in the booth excited? Of course we were. It was a great play. It was a great moment. But he reminded us that we had a job to do, first and foremost. And later in the game, with the score 28-14, to a minute 58 remaining in the third quarter. Alabama had just scored. It looked like they were going to make it a ball game. And Tennessee handed off to Jay Graham, and he bounced it to the right and went down the sideline 75 yards for a touchdown. A great play. The play that put the game away. Well, this person, and again, I'll call him Steve, could not contain himself one more time. And even though it was 35 to 14 and late in the fourth quarter as we went to break, John once again reminded him to be professional. And then he turned and looked at me and he smiled. He said, we're not fans. Oh, who am I kidding? John Ward was a fan too. He loved the University of Tennessee. He was a professional. Nobody will dispute that. But John Ward also cared very much about the University of Tennessee. Somebody who cares a lot about UT, Charles Davis, VFL, former Tennessee football player, now great broadcaster. He's on NFL broadcasts on Sunday. He spoke after Mike Keith at John Ward's ceremony. And Charles talked about the importance of John Ward to so many Tennessee fans. Listen to what Charles Davis had to say about John Ward and the impact he made on Charles and so many others at Tennessee. Mr. Ward was our Walter Cronkite. Remember Walter Cronkite, the most trusted man in America? And he was second in Knox. He was second in Big Orange Country. Because Mr. Ward was the most trusted man. And when that game came on and the times that television would pop up, who are those people going to tell us about our vols? TV volume down? Radio volume up, Mr. John Ward, Mr. Bill Anderson, Mr. Bill Justice, Mr. Burt Bertelkamp, they know us. That's who we're going to listen to. And it continued all the way. When we played in the Sugar Bowl in 1986, January 1, against the University of Miami, 
You heard the call Mr. Ward made on Jeff Powell's touchdown. I'm not going to recreate it. I can't do it justice. But on television, Coach Frank Broyles, Coach Dickey, worked for Coach Broyles, won a national championship at Arkansas. Coach Broyles was up in the booth with Mr. Keith Jackson, two of the best that have ever done it. And we all found out later what he said because that night in Big Orange Country, they heard Mr. Ward's call of Jeff Tiles touchdown. Instead, on TV, what you heard was Frank Bro Coach Broyles saying, Keith, who would have ever believed it? Tennessee is beating my Emma 28 to 7. Well, everyone in Big Orange Country believed it, but no one heard about it until later because we were hearing Mr. Ward talk about Jeff Powell breaking off the touchdown and finishing things off, about Daryl Dickey completing one of the best stories in college football and being the MVP that night. I saw my friend Jeff Smith, my teammate, who caught the touchdown pass. It was a wonderful, glorious night, but we all listened to Mr. Ward tell us how it went down, not those knucklehead TV people. I don't know who those guys are anyway. Charles Davis is one of those guys now, and he learned so much from John Ward. Again, uh, that's at utsports.com if you want to watch the entire ceremony. Credit to everybody involved with putting together what is a pretty special night to honor a Tennessee icon. I appreciate you being here on today's show. There's one more to go tomorrow. I hope you'll tune in. I hope I might have some more information for you coming up on tomorrow's show as well. If you have any questions for me, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Josh underscore Ward. Always appreciate messages and try to get back to you as soon as possible on there as well, and I can work them into the show if you have any questions about what's going on with Tennessee. So I'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about what's going on with Tennessee right here on Rocky Talk, the Tennessee podcast presented by seccountry.com. I'll see you then. Uh -huh.